0: My name is Matt Brown. Yes, sir. And let's start the show.
1: Who's your fucking boss, huh? Who's your fucking boss?
0: What's happening, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Friday. Feel good Friday, January 19th, 2023. We have a very action-packed and special show for each and every single one of you. And things are about to get a lot of fun. This is a very special episode, and you will see why as the show progresses. But I just wanted to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations Podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. X and Twitter at ProCobble Pod. Or TikTok App Productive Conversations and Facebook App Productive Conversations. So, this is a new edition of the Tweet Cab. We're about to go through some of the craziest stories that took place from this past week. And trust me, a lot of crazy stories to talk about. We will get into things like the Emmys and what came out of that. We talk about what happened in an Australian talk show with wrestlers and how wrestling almost got real. Um, Jason Kelsey retiring or not retiring whatever is going on there we get into we got some new segments that we're introducing so getting into some new segments there one is called what a joke where we talk about the biggest jokes that are happening now or in the past and then there's another one called what do you think about Where I simply ask guys, what do they think about this person or that person or this thing or that event? And we lead to a productive conversation after that. So this is a fun show. There is a big surprise in the middle of it. And I'll talk in the end about it and moving forward what is happening with the show. Because it's a big milestone episode. Episode 307. There'll be a special one in the repertoire because of what is about to happen in the show. So I'll give my comments at the end about it and what it means moving forward, but you will see exactly what I'm talking about. So big day for the show. This is a big podcast episode. So why get we get to ah, excuse me, why don't we get into it with the great Ryan Page and Jose Rivera and let's talk about the crazy things that just happened in our world this week. All right, Ryan and Jose, it's your guys' turn. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. Oh, we have another action packed show for every single one of you as we are about to begin another episode of Productive Conversations here in a new edition of the Tweet Cap. We have a lot to get into. We're going to try some new segments. And let us recap the crazy week that we all just experienced here in mid January, mid January, guys. So, Ryan and Jose are here. What's up, gentlemen? How's it going, man? Great to see you all. I'm very, very good. So let's have some fun as per usual. First things first. Why don't we begin with television's biggest night? Despite it being the very lowest rated ceremony in this particular show, the Emmys were last last Monday or this past Monday, the 75th annual primetime Emmys and this was pushed back because of the strikes going on in Hollywood but we did honor those programs that happened from June 1st 2022 until May 31st 2023 so shows like The Bear and Succession killed it both winning six statues each for the show and um, some other shows that was recognized, we had Beef, which is an incredible limited series on Netflix. I was a big mm-hmm. fan of it in the summer. Ryan's boy John Oliver takes another um, best talk show. I think it's something like his tenth yeah. or something. Crazy stuff. And other awards include like Abbott Elementary is a big hit on on NBC. We have Blackbird, we have Dahmer, and Daily Show, and all of that. RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, White Lotus. Cool night for TV even though um, it was the lowest rated it was the, uh, by the way I said Abbott Elementary's on ABC even though it was the lowest rated Emmys ever and it seems like only real cinephiles really care about this like myself, but (laughs) why does no one care about the Emmys guys even though it gives us some memeable moments which we'll talk about
2: uh, I mean, I think you have to just look at it as <clears throat> who can relate to the Emmys. Uh, think mm-hmm. about your job at home. Uh, when you do a good job, no one. We don't have. It, we don't put it on TV. <laughs> Everyone. I've done a good job today. I was, you know, top sales rep or whatever. You don't get. You, you, you sometimes, by the way, you do get an award for that. Like there are sales groups and there are like you know teacher of the year and things like that. Those all exist. These awards exist in other uh in other industries. We just don't televise it because obviously we don't. So, uh, it's just it's just a practice in ego. Um they're, they're TV personalities, right? They're actors and big celebrities and they like to be on television as much as possible and they, you know, just wanted they just want people to see them. And I think the difference now is that what a celebrity is is different today mm-hmm. than it was when the emmy started now you see like your celebrity at home eating dinner on their instagram or right? you know what i mean like you'll <laughs> see your favorite celebrity on like a date you know they'll live stream a date on youtube or twitch like a lot of there's a lot more connection with celebrities that you don't need to see like the perfectly kind of manicured um award show circuit but uh right. there was definitely some memeable moments as you said and so if you're interested in this stuff it was i don't think a bad It's certainly better than the Golden Globes in terms of watchability, but it's just not interesting anymore. And People do watch these
0: shows. I
3: don't know when the last time I watched the Emmys, to be honest with you. (laughs) I don't watch TV like that. If it's not on Netflix, I pretty much
0: don't even watch it. Netflix is the only channel for you. Pretty
3: much I'm not gonna pay cable TV, I'm not gonna go pay optimal $70 for the basic channels now.
2: I feel yeah. that, that I feel that. Do you think, and this is just me spitballing here, Matt, you might have a strong opinion about this. What if the streamers finally created their own awards that's only for streamers? like the streaming uh, shows. So ABC, all those are out. Mm -hmm. We're we're talking premium or paid streaming and they have their own award and they simulcast it on those streaming platforms. (laughs) Do you think that would do a better number than, and even like to make a fair comparison, do a one night only simulcast, right? Uh, Would that, you think, do better or worse than the
0: current like Emmys? Well, Ryan, the streamer awards do exist. They're literally oh. called the Streamer Awards. Um I see it right here. And I the Streamer Awards is an annual award show that celebrates achievements in the live streaming industry over the past year. Oh, it's gonna live be stream. on on um the seventeenth. And if I'm I believe it's gonna be on Twitch, hosted by Qt Cinderella and Mystery who okay. I have no yeah. idea. So for this.
2: I don't mean that kind of streaming. Obviously, I mean like Netflix streaming. Uh, oh, but, like but
0: specifically not tell
2: <laughs> Yeah. So like cut out anyone that wasn't on like Netflix or HBO or, you know, Hulu, like those are the shows that would be eligible.
0: I mean, why not? It was, you might as well. Um, I think they also have their place in T V too, but mm-hmm. just the one of the things that Emmys really should, at least should establish is the difference between comedy and drama. I mean <laughs> The rule of thumb is, you know, usually a half an hour series is usually comedy and then the hour long drama. Mm -hmm. But yet some of these shows that (laughs) it's hilarious that are nominated for comedy series. We have The Bear, which we'll talk about. That's a very Mm -hmm. serious show that deals with very serious topics. I mean, they like in particular this first the first season was nominated and you know it starts with the stress of a kitchen and dealing with somebody's suicide in the family and laugh out loud comedy according to Emmy <laughs> and then we have Barry the, the fourth season which was extremely dark and I loved it but I don't I generally don't think there's anything funny about this season where there was a lot of murder and, and killing and and they thought it was a joke. So here we go Barry's nominated um and By contrast, I'm just because I'm looking at it, The
2: White Lotus, which is actually a pretty funny show
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that got that got that got to be in the drama category (laughs) and succession, which, again, I agree is a drama. But if we're going to call the bear comedy, I would say that (laughs) succession has as many laughable moments as the bear succession, you know, has Will Ferrell behind it in terms of Mm -hmm. production, like producer. So, you know, it's got some comedy people involved at even the highest levels of that show. And that made drama. So you're right. It seems almost like they wanted to just keep the bear and succession separate. And so they did. Essentially, <laughs> and so they found a way to do that by making sure one of them was a drama and one of them was comedy. Even though I think there's very little difference between the amount of laughs, <laughs> and the amount of dark humor <laughs> that's present in both of them.
0: And that's what's funny. Like, in terms of dark humor, especially Barry, there, there was gen. There was no humor. It was just dark.
2: Well, Barry used to be.
0: Oh yeah, used to be very hilarious clear in comedy.
2: So that might have just been like a hangover from. The earlier seasons when it was very clearly a comedy. Yeah. And, you know,
0: it took the whatever turn creatively, which was what I supported. And it would make sense <laughs> for that character's world. But oh, well, but speaking of succession, Ryan, and we did a and Ryan and Jose, we did a succession pod earlier. Did um, too. We did two to recap the finale. And ultimately, the last season got six awards, as mentioned. <laughs> And what's funny now is that all of the all of the Roy family, except Connor, um, gets and gets an Emmy out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that uh. is pretty good. The big one with Kieran Culkin winning. We have like let me just jot it down with Kieran Culkin winning the outstanding lead actor in a drama series. It goes to some big folks Um including you know Jeremy Strong and Pedro Pascal Last of Us and Bob Odenkirk, what I thought should have won Jeff Bridges um Brian Cox they all won yeah. you know Shiv Roy takes home with Sarah Snook um I know Matthew Mcfadden gets another one for Tom um pretty exciting stuff and also the writing was was um properly recognized Connor's wedding was takes home for drama, for writing, um, you know, the death, uh, you know, by the way, at this point, spoilers for this section, everybody should be aware. Um, but Connors, I mean, geez, why am I forgetting his name? Lo, um, Logan Roy? Logan Roy's death, yeah. which is a big deal, obviously. And that, it seems to take home their Emmys. And I can look deeper because, you know, the way it works, You, the actors submit their best performance to the committee <laughs> and they decide from there. So I don't know a specific episode they, they, um, submit it. I can look it up at another time, but yeah, succession is ends that, on top. What is,
3: was
1: the,
0: mm-hmm?
3: is that really how it works? Yeah. Like that's if the I TV show. I can select the TV show that I like to give it and present it. That's my thing
0: that's of you. you like whatever you yeah, thought yeah. was your best you, episode you picked your best movie.
3: episode yeah
0: and they go for oh, it
3: I never knew that okay that's yeah. what it's what.
0: Yeah. So,
2: um, well, so that way it's not like, you know, the season finale of one show against like random episode two of another show in like their first season. You know what I mean? Like the series finale is going to be very different than like the second episode of the first season.
0: Right. Of, uh, and if you, know you, know you really felt so. you were good in it, the, the finale, you could do yeah. it too, I guess. Yeah, but yeah,
2: if you thought that you was mean. your best, then you do it. But yeah, it gives them a chance to try and, you know, even playing field, the best of the season, as it were.
0: But Ryan, what do you think, ultimately, Kieran Culkin was the one to get an Emmy for this? Do you think he deserved it?
2: So, yeah, I do. Uh, when when he won, at first, I was confused. I mean, we again, we did the show. We talked about <laughs> succession, you and I. Um, and so, at first, I was a little confused. Confused. Uh, I thought the other two people from Succession probably made more sense to win than he did. Mm-hmm. Um, both Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong were nominated in the same category, but like just thinking about the way that his character was written throughout the last season, and then I mean I know what I know that there's probably supposed to be kind of blinders. You're supposed to look at the art as as the art, like what's in front of you, very technical in a lot of ways, but you can't completely ignore. There's no way that they, the judging team can completely ignore the longevity of that show. And like the way that the character and the actor moved throughout the entire series, not just this last season. Yeah. And so given that we know that that's true, that's just a fact that that's something that they do, whether they intentionally do so or not. Yeah. Uh, he he was incredible as this character. There's probably no one else on the planet who could do the character. I don't know if you could say that about any of the other nominees. Mm -hmm. As good as a lot of them were, you know, like Pedro Pascal, like as good as they all were. uh, You know, I think if you really sat down and said we need to find someone else, you probably could. But because he you know because he roman was such a weird guy and a weird character it felt like he just embodied it so perfectly and i think when you do that when you become a person and like and the 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 wall falls down that's probably indication that you were the best if if you can't see anyone else being able to do what you just did that would make you clearly the best at what you just did um I think it comes with downfalls we've talked about. I'd be interested to see what his next big project is. Uh, but I know he's a father of, of young kids, so maybe he doesn't have a big project and for And requested a while.
0: more kids yeah, uh, so during his speech. Yes, he did. So his <laughs> next movie is one that's set in Poland with Jesse Eisenberg. I saw a promotional picture for it. Oh, cool. And we'll see. Um, um, Jose, have you seen Succession? No. Um, oh that sucks. Um, one of you. view. Um <laughs> so I've seen I actually seen Kieran Culkin 10 years ago in a play on Broadway called This Is Our Youth. And I knew who he was from Scott Pilgrim. So I thought and Kieran Macaulay Culkin's brother. Um and Look at him now, and he was incredible in the play. So he has acting chops, clearly. Oh yeah. Um, he's also a fellow wrestling fan, and I wish the mm-hmm. only content I've seen him talk was on Mark Marin's pod. And I'm generally interested on his thoughts, in the wrestling world now. So
2: I, would- uh, I think he talked about a little bit on Hot Ones too. I could around about really? that.
0: Really? Well, please I watched talk it, about it some more. Um, so I have to ask this bold question: Who do? You- oh wait, I should say. The episode that Kieran Culkin won. Let me ask, what do you think was the episode he submitted to out to win the Emmy in season four? Ooh, I have the answer, but what do you think? Oh, you know the answer? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just googled it.
2: Oh man, I would say I think that his best episode. I mean it could obviously be Connor's wedding slash uh everett that was so I think that was the episode, episode
0: Tom submitted to win yeah
2: that, that's everyone's best episode in my opinion but because it's the best episode of the show of the series he, he didn't win for this the election night episode he was very he was good in because he had to he had to be a real you know a real piece of work in that episode. And he's a pretty likable character. I mean, they're all on dislikable because they're Mm -hmm. uber rich self-centered, but he was very clearly meant to be the baddest of the bad guys. And he had to be very unlikable in that episode. And I think he did it really well. Um, And I believe that one ended, I think with the riot in the street. Um, And so I'm going to say that was the one he submitted.
0: The answer is actually No, Oh. It was the second to last episode, the wedding, the uh, funeral of his father. Oh. That's what he won the Emmy for.
2: That's another one they probably all could have submitted. <laughs> yeah, I guess was <laughs> it that? that I saw
0: on Twitter that moment when he's crying and he can't actually do the eulogy. I saw people said he won the Emmy for that, and I guess he did.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll just say as like if you've never had to deliver a eulogy before, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's real, real hard. Uh, so, you know, I I would say, yeah, he did a great job. I think that uh, I think, again, I think all three of them did a great job. I think that the way yeah. that the three kids reacted, those are three. There were three different uh obviously three different scene like you know things but all three of them felt very authentic uh you could see all three of those things happening uh, a critical eulogy right uh, a very yeah, a very positive you know eulogy about strength and then just completely breaking down
0: being unable to speak um so yeah that totally makes sense so <clears throat> by the way i missed it so um, Sarah Snook and Matthew McFadden submitted the same episode for their Emmy win. What do you think it was? Oh, didn't we just say it was the. No, movie? it's actually not the, no, it's that not. that one for writing and directing. Hmm. But what well, what did. <laughs> for Chip those two, and Tom, for submit? those two, the finale. Nope. It, it was it was the tailgate party. That scene that 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 fight they had on top. Huh. Okay. That's what they won the Emmy for. Interesting. That's a good one, it.
2: It's all good. I like the show. Jose, like, you should
0: watch the show. <laughs> yeah, that it will. is a great show.
2: Um, on HBO, right? That's HBO right. and it's not like because uh, people say like all the time I mean I've watched it but like oh watch Game of Thrones or watch Breaking Bad mm-hmm. or but those shows have so many seasons like it's so hard to catch up on that show because right. there's just so much content this is this is pretty quick yeah four you know, seasons Four seasons is 40 not, episodes not a big lift at all
0: which I respect mm-hmm. and I think more of the great shows should and will do that moving mm-hmm. up forward um So I have to ask the bold question here. Mm -hmm. Who do you think has a bigger legacy at this moment? Between two of the Culkin brothers, Macaulay (laughs) Culkin or Kira Culkin, who has a bigger legacy at this moment? I think it's a pretty hard question, don't you think?
2: I have an answer, but uh, Jose, do you want to jump
3: in? I think you're saying, but you're, I mean, you're saying it's going to be the younger brother you're seeing at this very moment.
0: Well, of course, at this, if you want to go the recency bias, but look at the whole picture. Basically, who's oh, who's it's more Macaulay. who's?
2: All right, we well, agree. I agree as much as I think. I mean, Keenan Culkin obviously, you know, won won an award. He's doing really great, but Macaulay Culkin is an actual icon. Uh, and mm-hmm. honestly, what's crazy about it is he became an icon at what eleven?
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, seriously, Home Alone. Like, oh, it, yeah. that's it. That's it. You don't have to do anything. He did other things, by the way. <laughs> but he, you don't have to do anything else. Home Alone is such an iconic movie. Franchise, by the way. They were-
0: by the way, what Ryan? Well, Ryan paused again. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, I agree. That's that's an iconic classic. Home Alone is as good as it gets there. And though don't Kieran
3: the only thing that hinders Macaulay Culkin, he, he did uh, the whole Home Alone, then he had the whole Michael Jackson thing, and then he kind of like disappeared
0: right after. Yeah, with the I younger really don't brother, don't see much too. Oh, sorry, uh, you are saying?
3: Oh, uh, uh, with the younger brother, I mean, he can really now with all this, like now with the toy, like now I know who he is. I mean, depends on what he does after, can really blow up.
0: And there are a lot of good indie roles that I have seen, Kieran Culkin and um, like Igby. Then, um, as I mentioned, Scott Pilgrim—that's not an indie, but other roles I should say—he's really good in Fargo. Dope actor, dope, dope mm-hmm. actor. And um, look at him now! Look at him now! Yeah. And now we could talk about the Bear, though, which is the very best TV show on the air right now if you ask me it is on my top four favorite TV shows of all time and really yes it seriously oh, is wow. and I'll explain why shortly but um first we have Ryan back here Ryan's back alright Ryan you're back
2: yeah we had some we have some weather rolling into the area hopefully that was just a little blip but just snow
0: wise <laughs> Yeah. so All right. Well, we were just saying how now Kieran has a lot of momentum, but they're yeah. both at least can you could say this, they both will be known for being themselves instead of like, you know, oh, that's this person's brother or this person's sister. Like yeah, I think that's they're fair. separated people like the Affleck brothers or. Oh, um, Cullen,
3: that's the worst example. Affleck well, brothers. Both Every, of them have
0: uh, different Oscars for different movies.
3: Yeah, but you still like, what's not name? Casey, you still like, that's Ben Affleck's little brother.
2: And, like You, you ain't so? seen him as, Yes. I think so, actually.
0: And, I'm agreeing with I Jose think Anderson You know, when I say well. Casey Affleck, I was like, that's Casey Affleck, who just so yeah, happens yeah. to have a more famous brother.
3: You're, you're right. You say that's Casey Affleck, uh, what's his name name? The, the younger brother of Ben. Yes, I, I agree with you. That's how you started, but you ended with Ben. I what think other
0: that that's what true. other act? What other siblings are there like that? Then Where they both but famous? But they're both like famous? they're not like yo, you're your little brother. You're his little. Brother. I don't even. Oh, uh, you, you can
3: you can do it. the 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 Baldwin's.
0: The Baldwin, well, yeah. yeah.
2: They're crazy. No, but no, in fairness, no one looks at the Baldwins and says, You're ex-Baldwin's brother. Mm-hmm. They yes. are all separate people. Right, right. No, no one, no one is like, oh, that's you know, Billy Baldwin's older brother, or that's Alex Baldwin's <laughs> mm-hmm. younger brother. There's like that Stephen Baldwin. And, and uh, the you know Colkins is mean? like
0: so, seven of eight of them, too. Those which, are the two Again,
2: you. in the Colkin power ranking, Kiernan's doing really good. Right. <laughs> You no know, two, maybe even one B at this point, but I do think that Macaulay Colkin is an American icon in D- like American culture. And so he's he's locked it in. He's the number one seed from now on till forever.
0: You don't look at the Kelsey's like that's t- that Jason Kelsey, that's the older brother, or Travis bro- that's the younger brother. You don't look at that.
2: I mean I think Travis Kelsey is or the
0: more famous. Or the man. I think Peyton. You know the, Eli man- are, no, are the perfectly-
2: Mannings are actually a very Good example of what you're trying yes. to say. No one is like, right. that's Peyton Manning's little brother, or that's Eli no. Manning's older brother. Peyton mm-hmm. and Eli Manning are very much their own people.
0: Right. And that's basically all I'm saying. Their own people now, I think, Kieran and McCulkey. And I don't know
2: that that's possible. Not because even because of, of how, just not even how because they look like each bad. other. One has well, blonde too. hair, and
0: one has black hair.
2: But like, just again, I would say that, I mean, Part of this is nostalgia. Like, the 80s are, like, a time that Americans really, like, cling to. You know what I mean? Like, so much of culture, like, modern culture came from the 80s. And Macaulay Culkin was a huge part of one of the most influential times in pop culture. Yeah, that movie came out in
0: 1990, though, but same. You know what I mean? He was, like, yeah, yeah, that time period. He also...
3: But you also realize with the younger Culkin is like number three in the family, though. Like, you yeah, have Culkin number one. Then you yeah, have Macaulay
2: Culkin's wife that's number two. And <laughs> Brenda's, song? Brenda's song, though. Kieran Culkin is, is so much more famous than Brenda. That's no, London Tipton. Yes. Come no on. Way. I've never seen her in
0: anything else. Well, I've seen her as the, London Tipton and as the girl from the bar. <laughs>
3: All the Disney shows she did. She did
0: two. I mean, she's she in the social up. network hooking up with uh, she, so somebody smoking, in the bathroom.
3: She's smoking hot. I'll know her before <laughs> I see McCullough Cogan's little brother walking down the
2: street. Oh, oh, the uh, I, I
0: oh, You want story. to know who's a, an extreme example? You know, Jason Bateman had a fame. Not had. Sorry, not had. Has a famous sister from the 80s, Justine Bateman. She was like really big in the 80s. I like she hosted Saturday Night Live and everything, yeah. but but now she's like, is if you think that was just like your Jason Bateman's sister,
2: eh, probably yeah, I think going first also helps. I will say you have to go
0: first. This is
2: well, I'm not. You don't think you have to, but I think being the first one is helpful. How about not-
0: Jonah Hill and G and Benny Fe- 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 uh what's, How do I pronounce? Her? You know, Jonah Hill has a famous sister. I do. I don't know. Benny how to say Feldstein.
2: Her name. And so I think. I mean. People will have a comment about that. I'm sure that this room full of guys doesn't know how to say Jonah Hill's sister's name, but Jonah Hill is more famous. Beanie Feldstein. That yeah. yeah. Jonah Hill is jo- more famous by a considerable okay. amount. Yeah, Next,
0: I'm question. really interested to break to break this down. <laughs> Anyone else? All right, so we'll go with the Manning's, who no. are completely different. The Manning's.
2: People. That yes, there you go. That's that's the mm-hmm. example you wanted, Matt.
0: <laughs> All right. How about the bear, though, and why it's the the best damn show on TV right now, winning six awards. Um, Here's the thing, and I really mean this, and no reason to see bias. The Bear is in my top four. It's in my Mount Rushmore of favorite Mm. TV shows ever. And I see it because, especially it comes out in a specific time of my life where I'm really grinding, especially back and forth between a city and here. And I see these characters, I'm like, wow, I know what these people are dealing with. I see myself. I don't specifically work in a restaurant, but I've delivered a lot of from restaurants that look like the original beef in Chicagoland. And seeing how they portray characters going through the struggle like that, I'm just like, this is this is what's going on. Both their backstories, and obviously it's well-written, well-shot, incredible performances by the entire cast like this is my show and i love it and i'm so glad it's getting recognized and they just had a very successful second season and they just got honored for their first season like this uh, emmy wise like this is the best thing on tv because it's a show about people going through it and you can relate to it and it's not phony I love the bear so much. And it's the best show on TV.
2: Yeah. And when this, like you said, this was all for the first season, which is,
0: uh, yeah, really crazy to
2: think about. Like they have a whole other season that wasn't even like thought about technically, technically Mm -hmm. when the judging happened. But, um, yeah, I mean, I watched the first season. I've not finished the second season. I'm busy, but, obviously since this is about the first season I can, I can comment. Um, the pace of that show is like nothing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like, I've no, know if I can name another time, a television show gave me anxiety. Yeah. Like the, they are going so fast all the time. And I think that's really hard to like a film and yeah. be act. Um, Because, I mean, let's be honest, the folks, I mean, not all of them, but the stars of the show, certainly uh, famous, pretty famous actors. They've all done stuff before. I wouldn't say that any of them are in the middle of struggling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So to be able to to perform, like you said, at that speed, (laughs) when your regular life is not nearly as chaotic is, uh, you know i think really really interesting yeah. um and i really i did i really liked it i, I won't put it in my top four personal favorites mm-hmm. um because it's not and that would just be me lying
0: um but yeah this is just a me thing on that one
2: yeah but I, I mean it's definitely the best show in the category for which it won i don't i don't think that's controversial to say i think it was the clear <laughs> clear winner in the um the comedy
0: the, category uh, laugh out loud laugh right on. yes
2: yeah and again laugh out loud comedy is not what I would call the show so Mm. that might be something to explore at a later date but it was in the comedy it was in the comedy category and it was certainly the best acted best written most interesting show in the category that it competed in so I again totally think well deserved win if you haven't watched the first season do that and I would say probably watch the second season um i yes. i'm in the middle of it it's it's good um <clears throat> i'll be interesting to see how long it goes like you said i think there's going to be a new move toward capping things off three four five seasons mm-hmm. and being done with it and i know jeremy allen white is getting very famous very fast mm-hmm. um you know I, I watched him as lip in uh shameless which really he was awesome man
0: Everybody show, always referenced show. that. Like, oh, that's Lip, that's Lip, that's Lip. Yeah, he was like, so he good must, in that show. He, he must be a real... Is he different than Carmi?
2: No. Lip is almost the exact same person. But, <laughs> uh, uh, truthfully, it's almost the exact same person. And they uh, both in say Chicago, say, too, right? They're both in Chicago, yeah. Uh, I will say, though, uh, just insider for that show, you'll find this interesting, Matt. Um, the star of that show originally was the oldest sister of the family. Yeah. Uh, and she leaves the show and Stupid. so well I mean I'm, 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 I'm not going to say that we have no <laughs> idea why she left the show could have been a better job could have been something totally personal but she leaves the show god i really and, hope it wasn't a better
0: reason, yeah. like she's um, <laughs> you going through it or something and but anyway
2: Jeremy Allen White who had been a secondary character on the show steps in as like the main focus of the show mm-hmm. flawlessly and I think from that point on, he basically punched his ticket to be like an actual star, like someone that yeah. like, could carry a show or carry a movie or whatever. And I think it,
0: it's only gone up from there.
2: So, you know, I think he'll probably want out of the bear
0: <laughs> at some point. Oh, you can't. Then you got to cancel the show.
2: Oh, no, I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that he'll leave and they'll do it without him. I'm saying they'll, they'll wrap it up three, four seasons oh. in like, succession so he can to move help on. Him.
0: Yeah. Well, they're not going to do it without him.
2: So uh, exactly, yeah, I, I think, hope so.
0: And yeah. you know, when I I see it, look, I'm look up for as many Jeremy Allen White um, interviews as I can because I feel like, again, like like he's seen, he's a very fascinating person, and he's someone to look up to, and um, someone's made his own. And, and we've talked about on the show before too. And he seems like a genuine person too. So when I, I bring this up because I saw this story. Like the joke with him is he looks like Gene Wilder, which he does, right? Looks a lot like Gene Wilder. And he's probably been told that his whole life, right? Yeah. And I see this paparazzi go up to him, right? Mm -hmm. You look like Gene Wilder. Like the literally the millionth time he's heard it. But the way he handled it, he was just like, Yeah, you know, I like Gene Wilder. And he was like very calm and very nice. And this is a paparazzi literally putting a camera in his face. And he was he handled it so well mannered and Yeah, I just respect that. And hopefully one day you get to come on the show because you are on the dream guest list. Jeremy (laughs) Allen White. The first, first. the beginning, I'm starting now, the dream guest list. I've (laughs) mentioned people, but I didn't bother to write their name. But now we will. Dream guest list. Jaw. I like that. Jaw jaw on the dream guest list. Um. Mm. I mean seriously and especially the nuances of that character and he can be funny on it he could be serious and the one particular scene that made me love this show forever especially I'm just like yeah this is my show for life was simply there's a scene of him leaving work after a long this is him leave going home after a long day of work in his city goes eats he goes. this is i think season 1 episode 3 4 5 one of those he goes he gets a snack after, you know, making all these gourmet dishes, gets the peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. And then he's just simply sitting on his couch, smoking a cigarette and watching more culinary videos to work on his craft. And I've had those nights a lot in Jersey City <laughs> to a T or could 10, 11, 12 hour days. I just it down on the couch after eating some simple snack and the smoking, maybe, maybe not. That's um, up to your interpretation. But then watching um, a video on my craft, I usually watch podcasts, and I watch a lot of Letterman reruns. And I'm like, yeah, this is me. So that's why that particular scene made me love the love this show because that is been my life. So yeah, well,
2: that's why a lot of people like the show. It's relatable. Very unlike very, Succession, which is not relatable in any way, shape, or form.
0: <laughs> you like the bear, though, Jose.
3: I'm gonna be honest with you. I never saw the bear. I only heard of the bear when I when T- <laughs> someone told me the bear. I thought cocaine bear. Oh. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, have you seen, make, <laughs> have you seen cocaine about bear? Bear? Have yes, you seen I cocaine bear? Be,
2: okay, I have, I have seen also seen. Co- I have also seen cocaine bear. What did you think about cocaine bear? It was it was my favorite movie.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, Oscar nominate. We were covering the Oscars, and we'll see if they somehow get a nomination. I don't know. Cocaine or, Bear. If
2: cocaine if the co- if cocaine bear gets an Oscar nomination, that that's something else. Maybe like original song,
0: I don't know. <laughs> Maybe for best original song <laughs> or original screenplay. No, it'd be an adapted yeah. screenplay.
2: Yes, that. Bit. Yes, it would be adapted because
0: mm. uh, You know who's really
2: good in that Matt though, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Oh yeah, yes.
0: yeah. He he's an actually, Oscar. he's O'Shea actually. Jackson, I don't, I mean, I'm not
2: going to say Oscar worthy, but he's actually really good in that movie. <laughs> he's also. I, I think
0: see cocaine beer.
2: Uh, there's actually like uh, Margot, like Martindale, I think is how he said the last name. Uh, she's in it. Like there's real actors in the movie, and it's kind of crazy that they had some real actors. Ray L- 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 Ray Liotta's last movie, uh, Carrie right. Russell, uh, from the American, again, like Emmy. Yeah. Emmy, uh, nominated, I think Emmy winning actress from the, uh, the Americans. Americans? Yeah. Yeah. So, so they have some real, uh, they have some real talent on this cast, but the movie we'll just for them. conceptually is
0: about <laughs> <laughs> a, a bear that's on drugs.
2: <laughs> um,
0: so. just make a movie, everybody. um, <laughs> Yeah. But one last
2: thing. Any idea boy, is a good a home
3: idea. Boy, a homeboy on the show is dating uh that Spanish singer.
2: Rosalia. So
3: Rosalia. Yes. Yeah, so that kind of made White? me kind of mm-hmm. me interested in just checking that show out.
0: No, seriously. He's are. great and I'm he's happy for him. What a wonderful day for what a wonderful situation. And one last thing, Ryan. It was Jeremy Allen Wright, right? right? You've seen, mm-hmm. you're the one who only who see who you've seen both the bear and iron claw and shameless seems his three best roles. It seems those are three characters though all very stressed with broken homes.
2: <laughs> yeah. He he definitely seems like he's getting typecast as broken man. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I will say that his, his role as Carrie Von Eric is the most substantially different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird i'll i'll say this his role it's not surprising that his role in the bear is his best i would contend because mm-hmm. while there is definitely that through line from lip to carrie von eric uh carmy has some of both uh yeah. you talk about ambition and determination that's a very carrie von eric trait it's also a very Carmi trait when you talk about that you know Hard Scrabble upbringing that blue collar kind of uh, that blue collar kind of vibe, uh, maybe even less than blue collar, maybe even you know, actual, po- actually poor. Um, it's unclear if Carmi mm-hmm. grew up poor, but he certainly didn't grow up rich. Um, and that's a very Lip Gallagher like thing, where that's not a Von Eric thing. I mean, obviously, money wasn't great because they ran a local wrestling promotion but they were on tv and you know what i mean like money wasn't a huge huge issue for the von ericks so carmy definitely has the best of a couple different uh a couple different stuff that he's played in those other two roles which i do find kind of interesting it is this weird blend of his other two most popular roles um but yeah definitely likes to play a stressed out over a uh, stressed out overachiever. I would say that mm-hmm. is a through line that goes through all three shows um pretty well. Also, um substance abuse. Mm-hmm. All three uh suffer or had previously suffered from substance abuse. Um which I, I don't know, think. Car- I, don't I don't
0: think there's been I don't know about Carmi suffer from substance abuse, but season two. He's in an uh
2: Al Anon meeting. So
0: Well yeah, for his brother.
2: But, yeah, but yeah. I mean, he's
0: a fa- he's impacted
2: by it. Oh, sorry, impacted. I'm I
0: thought you meant he didn't have to be him personally doing it. Well, I mean, I mean, so just
2: just it. so you know, so in in Shameless he is the alcoholic obviously in Iron Claw he plays Carrie who did drugs that, that was Carrie's mm-hmm. thing so in those two he actually is it but just in general there's a yeah, through I line of like substance abuse being pivotal to all three of those characters um in a specific way because I do think the substance abuse while it's not his substance abuse yeah, is like a pivotal you know he had some very good scenes in the second season particularly um at those meetings. And so I think that's an important through line for all three.
0: And yeah, hopefully. And I, I'm, I'm pretty confident he's more versatile than that in the right roles. And we will wait for them, but the bear all in all a special show. I'm excited to see where they take it moving forward. There's definitely a season three. I know they're pre-production getting ready for it. And, Yeah, it's the best show on TV for a reason. And, you know, speaking of The Bear, and The Bear really cleaned up at the Emmys this year because of its honest portrayal of a kitchen staff constantly against the grind of running a restaurant in Chicago. You can see throughout the series how stressful that show actually is. And as you mentioned, Ryan, just so stressful throughout. 100%. But like you, me, Jose, and everyone else who's constantly stressed to accomplish something at work or in life, That certainly has been the case for me lately, just always stressed. But with with everything going on and like the characters in the bear, just, you know, life's hard right now for a lot of people. (laughs) But eventually, as life goes on, the characters wound up needing to get focused and stay positive. And they also needed to stay productive as well. So getting focused and being productive. And that's like me in life, always finding a way to get focused and stay productive Ultimately, everyone on and off the screen were hyper-focused on achieving something, and it wound up paying off. Hence why they won Emmys, and why the characters were so well-received. But that level of focus isn't just isolated in the world of TV. But for you, me, and anyone else who's looking to improve their focus and achieve more, we could get a little help from our new friends at Magic Mind. Ever since I started taking Magic Mind as a way to help improve my energy and improve focus on my busy life, I wound up finding the solution I needed with this great product. I started taking Magic Mind during my morning routine, and ever since then, it has made a big impact on my concentration and energy, making me feel more focused and better equipped for my day. And I have to say, it it genuinely tastes good. It, like Like, it really, really tastes good. But no, 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 no tropics helped me. Sorry. No, no, no. This is a hard word. Excuse me, everybody. No, no tropics helped me get through. uh, The no tropics helped me get a lot through my day, right? The nootropics helped me get through what I needed to with this product. It allowed me to be less stressed about my world and it doesn't have caffeine, so you don't need to feel bad about drinking your morning coffee or you can replace it all together because this stuff actually works. And why does it work? Well, for concentration and energy boost, it includes rhodiola rosea, which specifically is used to fight fatigue and anxiety and it increases your body's resistance to stress. It improves physical and mental endurance as well as help your mental clarity. Another ingredient I like with this product is Cordyceps mushrooms are in this magic mind, which is an adaption that reduces inflammation, strengthens your immune system and supports higher energy levels. I mean, I genuinely used to have a hard time waking up in the morning lately, but ever since I took magic mind, It has been way easier to get up out of bed and get ready for my day, and I really mean it. At the end of the day, I would recommend Magic Mind because it really gives me that extra boost we all need in this stressful world. It's helped me physically by getting my body ready for a full day. It's helped me mentally by giving the mental clarity I need to go about my business. Plus, it gives me the energy I need to get excited for my day. And all in all, it is a great product to help you live your best life. And I really mean it. And I want to emphasize again, it tastes incredible. So why not add the extra boost to your life and get fully focused like I did and check out Magic Mind and check out the Magic Mind website and get this incredible product to help improve your life immensely. And I promise you, you won't regret it. The Magic Mind team was gracious enough to create a special offer for me to share with the productive nation. The greatest fans and listeners in the world. You get up to 56% off your first subscription in the month of January and 20% off your one time purchase with discount code PRODUCTIVE 20. And you can get this deal again at magicmind.com slash JAN PRODUCTIVE CONVERSATIONS. That's magicmind.com slash JAN PRODUCTIVE CONVERSATION and use discount code PRODUCTIVE 20. And with the special code, you get an extra 20% off, which gets you a total of 75% off the entire purchase. This only lasts until the month of January, so hurry before it goes away. We will also have the link and code in our description on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. So check out the episode description for that code. So thank you to the amazing people at Magic Mind for this opportunity. And do yourself a favor and get this product and improve your life. So, why don't we move on to some other things? Again, thank you, Magic Mind, for providing that for us. And why don't mm-hmm. we talk about what happened in Australia with the promotion? <laughs> I guess this is their version of the Today Show. And we had Grayson Wall in LA and LA Knight tried to promote Elimination Chamber. And, Ryan, why don't you explain more what exactly happened?
2: Well, that host probably should have had a little bit of magic mind uh, to focus up, because (laughs) what was he thinking? So for those of you who are uninitiated or haven't seen the clip, it's gone actually a little bit viral. Um, These two hosts are talking to L.A. Knight, pretty famous WWE superstar, Grayson Waller, who, let's just be honest, less famous, but is Australian, so it makes sense that he would be part of the promotion for their upcoming Elimination Chamber uh, event, which is happening in Perth, Australia. And they asked the question that every news anchor and every talk show host ever, of all time, asks professional wrestling uh, guests, which is, can you show us a signature move? Can you show us a finishing move? Can you show us one of your moves, etc." Uh This question has backfired tremendously in the past for pretty much everybody, um, but L.A. Knight plays the baby face, plays it cool and, you know, kind of says, no, <laughs> I'm not going to beat up on anybody. Um, but then the host pushes it. They don't just, you know, segue into, well, you can watch L.A. Knight do all of his moves, at the you know, like you would have done if you're, again, focused and professional. No, uh, they offer up their production assistant or some sort of producer, some sort of uh, stage crew. Uh, yeah, I think it was a floor receive. manager. Yeah, floor manager, yeah. sorry, there you go, to uh, take the move. The floor manager then comes in, starts drawing with the wrestlers, You know, puts up his dukes, and then they ask, then Knight, knowing that he can't do anything because he's supposed to be the baby face, tosses it over to Grayson Waller, who does the best heel work anyone's done in a long time outside of a wrestling ring, and threatens to beat this man <laughs> uh, on television. He stands up, and when the host finally realizes that Grayson Waller is only maybe partially kidding, uh, he breaks it up as Grayson Waller runs him down, runs the stage manager down, um, and then decides not to be mean to uh, the second host who was a, a, a fairly petite woman and was just kind of sitting there. Um, but wrestling fans have all been pretty pumped. They've all been very pro-Grayson Waller. Um, it's just a tradition that when someone outside of wrestling tries to get you to break kayfabe or makes wrestling seem more of like a joke than it does itself. And it does that plenty on its own um, that you stand up for it. And he did, and he did it. So LA Knight didn't have to, which is also good because as a up and coming baby face in the main event, he's got to be a good spokesperson. He's got to continue being invited onto these shows. So, you know, it's nice. It was, it was good teamwork. And, been very well received by wrestling fans. So, good for Grayson Waller.
0: Jose, what did you think about the situation?
3: I thought it helped uh, Waller out. I mean, L.A. Knight, the punk that he
2: is.
0: What? That's go- my point. No,
2: Knight can't do anything, dude. To- well, what do you what mean he can't?
0: What is he going to do? He's going to... You know, put him through a table. So this happened. No, Honestly, so
2: this happened when Hulk Hogan went on. And I don't remember the host's show. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. He put he put him in the headlock and he knocked that man out and he cracked that man's head open when he fell to the ground. And it was not good. You cannot let your baby faces choke people out. You cannot <laughs> let your baby faces get into fights. Your baby faces And they got supposed to be clean cut. Yeah, your baby face is supposed to be clean cut, supposed to be the hero that the kids can enjoy, that moms the, and dads want their exactly. little boys to be like. So exactly. Grayson uh, Waller did what he had to do, I and I did exactly what he had to do. It was
3: perfect. Okay, so you say it like that, but then it's like you didn't bring Fade. You realize that Waller and Night One's face... And one's a heel, and they're sitting there next to each other in the talk show.
2: Oh, no, they, they, I'm not saying they didn't <laughs> break kayfabe. They broke kayfabe as soon as they arrived. They, uh, okay, <laughs> well, that's my point. They were
3: going to break kayfabe no matter what. He, he didn't. So you wanted LA to put it through stand a stand up. No, no. L.A. <laughs> didn't stand up for wrestling. He didn't wrestling, need to he stand did. up. Yes, that, he, did. Whole, he did what he needed whole, to do. The point was that J- Waller got mad was because they were making fun of because wrestling's fake.
1: I, I, know why God, I know why Waller okay.
3: got mad. <laughs> so, L.A. Nate just chilling and doing nothing, not defending wrestling, not defending anything, just made him look like a punk. Now, I he have did his job. With Waller. Waller needs to be champion, not
2: L.A. Nate. He's never going to be champion, <laughs> thank God. Both of no, them did exactly he's gonna be what champion. they were supposed to do. Both did what they were supposed to do. Um, and by When I say protecting kayfabe, I mean the wrestling industry writ large. I don't mean the heel face yeah, dynamic. Yeah, I get what you're saying, L.A. And Nate. Trash.
0: Why? Why don't you like him?
3: Well, that's a you personal problem. He that the video doesn't. We'll know, talk who, about know, that
0: where, Disney, next week with the know, Royal Rumble you, show. But you, give me the You short know answer. who needs to
3: be on the show? You know who needs to be interviewed?
0: Ginger Mahal.
3: You reach out. You you guys reach You bring
0: him out. Ginger. I'm not reaching. Out. You reach him out. You you text him. Don't hit me.
3: It's free information. He doesn't even have X anymore. He deleted. He, <laughs> he got rid of it again. Trust me, <laughs> got I was going it try again. and Get professional. Is he, is, he on, Mahal. is he on
0: X? Is he on he is Instagram? On Instagram. He is. We'll hit him up he on Instagram probably, then.
3: I will.
2: I'm gonna try I to, to get on I, look, I am. I have a piece coming, and out. I will
0: say to him, "I don't like
2: you." I have a piece coming out about Jinder Mahal. I will Mahal. say that. I really will say that too. I have a piece coming out on Jinder Mahal. Hopefully, this week. Last word on sports. Give it a read. Definitely. Matt won't like it as much as everybody else, but it's time we give Ginger Mahal oh. the run he deserves. You were, heading into you were, WrestleMania. They, they would like this.
3: Ginger Mahal, like, beginning, we go even back, like, last year. He was a nobody. Like, barely on, always lunar. I He probably won one match <laughs> that whole year. He did he not. does. <laughs> he goes into 2024, <laughs> does the thing with The Rock, then goes after the heavyweight title, and now you can honestly put him now into, like, the intercontinental level. Like, he's second tier.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. That match, him and Seth, and Matt's going to hate this, it was good. (laughs) It was a good match. I enjoyed watching it. And that one week, just one week of build with an assist from Tony Khan. (laughs) made me low-key believe. I was like, obviously Seth's going to win. Obviously (laughs) Seth's going to win. But what if he doesn't? What if gender does win, even if it's just for a cash in to happen? What if Jinder does win? I truthfully, truthfully thought that they might give the title to Mahal. Like it just an I like not real. Obviously, I knew, but just a tiny bit of me was like, what if they do? They it was did perfect. that. Take,
0: they he beat Randy Orton for a title, but well,
2: that was a little different.
0: <laughs> Jeez.
2: Well, that was a bad call, but
0: this one... As work. an announcement, we are in the Royal Rumble and releasing Sweet. that on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So we could go all... We could have all our grievances there regarding wrestling, but yes, a funny story there. And LA Knight will be your future yep. champion. And he's one of the best damn people on TV. Excuse me. But moving on, let's talk about a very, very rare politics story for this show. And you know, here's my we're in an election year, it's inevitable mm-hmm. to talk about politics in an election year. And especially to do our due diligence to talk about the crazy stories in our world, we are going to do that um here for our for our show. And it was announced today, January 18th, that Donald Trump Jr. said he would love to see Tucker Carlson serve as his father's running mate and that he is a contender. All right, let's 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 break this down, right? For this president, and, I, and by the way, I wanna make it clear right now, and I'll put this in the clip. I'm not endorsing Trump. I'm not endorsing any candidate. So we'll make that clear. But you're telling me that these two former, no, one's a former television host, one's a current, yeah, well actually, yeah, they're both former, both t- former. TV hosts. One's still broadcasting on X, bringing in genuine idiots to make content with with like people saying they they slept with the president and stuff. And You're telling me he's going to team up with this guy who has a huge platform and might have some momentum. And if you saw the Iowa caucuses this past weekend, there's a good chance Donald Trump will be a Republican nomination again. And you're telling me that he's going to pick Tucker Carlson to be the vice president of the United States. And with the momentum they have, they can seriously be the team that runs the United States of America. And it'll be the second time for this person pulling off the Grover Cleveland. So for these duos from, you know, FDR and Truman to... Lincoln and who's Lincoln's VP? <laughs> Sorry, originally, bad.
2: yeah. Uh, uh, well, the last, the second VP was Andrew Johnson.
0: So we'll go with. It didn't work out. Okay, bad example. Um, let's talk. Like you know, name any of the great VP president and VP duos. Ryan, you do. You, can you name a few for us?
2: Well, I mean JFK and LBJ. That was a pretty big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one became very consequential. Um, well, you got a. Uh, Nixon Washington and Adams. And, yeah, you got Nixon, Spiro Agnew, the the two most corrupt <laughs> politicians possibly ever. They both ended up getting indicted for separate issues, which is wild to think about. Um, <laughs> another consequence. I mean, what's you got the um, what's it called? Reagan and Bush. Then.
0: Bush and Quayle those were both and Clinton and Clinton and Gore and all that. The, the yep. list goes on. And there's a good chance that these two could be your leaders of the free world. And you know what? For all you people who complain about politics, for all you people in Washington. And I generally have respect in the sense that you worked hard to make a goal possible to get the food on the table for you and your family. And you did what you had to do to have a career to be a politician. Kudos to that to anybody who has that grind. But we're (laughs) in a place where we are seriously considering these two former hosts to be the two most important people in the United States, arguably the world. And you're all telling me you hate politics, this, that, and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, it's up to you to vote for better leaders if you don't like it. So they're doing what they have to do. So don't complain about it if it actually becomes a reality because it happened once with just Trump, it can happen again. So it's just hilarious. This is what we're going to. And you and my problem here is to wrap it up, is people complain about. How this country is run, Yet you are the people who can vote for other leaders, men and women to be, to represent you. So I understand why you're upset that these two are on the lead when you yourself can vote for other people. And if you want to talk about <laughs> the electoral colleges, and if you want to talk about this, and your vote matters, it's your civic duty. So don't complain if these two hosts are going to run to be your president. You could have done something about it during the primaries and yet didn't. So what are you gonna do?
2: Two things. I want to just do things, real quick. One, you are putting a lot of stock in what Donald Trump Jr. says for this. Um, I mean, Donald Trump Sr. is going to be the Republican nominee. I will pretty much confirm that. But I don't I mean, he's again, he likes to be the star. I don't know that he would want someone who's as famous as him as his running mate, I think that the, he would actually find that to be annoying because people would talk to Tucker more and Tucker would say outlandish things. And I think that, you know, Trump kind of wants someone who will follow his lead. And I don't know that you have that with Tucker Carlson. Uh, so I think there's definitely a world in which they don't do this. Right. I just wanted to throw that out there for everyone who's having a panic attack upon hearing this story, as I did. Um, there's a world in which, Trump, even if he is the nominee, doesn't pick Tucker. And excuse me, number two. What do you think, Matt? You've got two co-hosts. So the year is 20-something, 40-something, whatever. You're the, the nominee for President of the United States, and you have to pick your former host to be your running mate. Who are you picking? Me or Jose. I'm a lot.
3: Jose, pitch. Jose, pitch yourself quick. Oh, I can't even pitch myself. He knows not to vote for me because we're going to get we're going to get impeached in two seconds.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He already knows. Matt, you got to pick. Matt, you got to (laughs) pick.
0: All right. My honest answer here. And why? And why? You have to say why? You always have to support. You always have to surround a room with yourself, with people who are smarter than you. And Ryan, you're a brilliant guy. So I pick you as my running mate because I anything I can't that. figure out, I'll ask for your genuine <laughs> advice. Yeah. That's why I pick you. No offense, Jose. It's better if we just hang out and party and podcast together.
2: Yes. We'll, we'll no, find a no spot worries. for her. We'll
0: find a spot <laughs> for her. Chief of staff. So Matt,
3: Matt already knows. He's like, what do you think we're going to do with this conflict? And I'm just going to be like, let's just bomb him. Let's just call it a day. Yeah.
2: Uh, I was able to look for the
0: the most attractive person (laughs) and and make the decision based off that. Mm -hmm. You know, know, let's make fun of the media now. Sure. Let's now make fun of the sports media. Jason Kelsey, six time All Pro, now seven time All Pro um, center. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is, it was reported after his team, the Philadelphia Eagles, lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the wild card round this past weekend, that it was reported by ESPN that he told teammates that I'm retiring. Then JC Kelsey goes on his own podcast and says, "That's not true. I my mind hasn't been made up yet. Still figuring it out." So at this moment, Jason Kelsey isn't retiring. I think he will. He was allegedly about to retire last year, and then the GM um, Howard Ackerman asked him to stay, and he did. You know, he's part of, you know, one of the most embarrassing Philadelphia Eagles seasons ever. It's awesome. Starting 10 and one, ending your season 11 to six, and then getting routed by the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield, who had bum ankles. Ha ha, that's what you get, Philly. (laughs) But the only Philadelphia Eagle I will ever respect is Jason Kelsey. I think he's a stand up guy. Um, His resume speaks for himself. He has his ring. Um, He's the sexiest man alive for those of the bigger, of the bigger, Category men who are um who don't look like a supermodel, and he represents those people well. And he just seems like a great, great guy that you hope your son is like. But it's it's crazy how the media really reported that he's retiring, and it has not been confirmed yet. And this is just this happens in sports media all the time. Does the, the 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 fake stuff the insiders give? It, it's a joke. That's why you can only trust. The main guy, the main big news breakers, especially the, even though I make it funny as PN, they do work for ESPN. But if these guys say it's happening. It's probably true with Schefter in mm-hmm. football, Adrian Roserowski or Shams in basketball, Jeff Passan in baseball, Ari in MMA. Yep. So you could actually trust that that's true. Everybody else, I no feds. I can't really take you seriously, except with the exception, of like Ian Rapoport. His he's good, or Andrew Martian. Um, even though he's more local for New York sports, I think he's spot on. But everyone else, like this, this story proves how you can't trust any of these sports insiders until the people I mentioned actually break it. Yeah,
2: like, I think. I think uh, I'll just speak to this a little bit because I have a little bit of experience, although not in sports, it's sports adjacent with the wrestling stuff. But it's got it's on the it's on the individual journalists, and that's something that I think we don't like. It's easy to paint broad brushes about this group or that group. Mm. Like the major ones are good, the smaller ones are bad. But like I don't write for I don't write for Forbes. They do have wrestling. I I just don't write for them. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? I don't write for, wrestling wrestling. for Sports Illustrated, which also has a pretty good wrestling coverage mm-hmm. like I, I write for smaller groups, but uh when, when Bray Wyatt, right? When all that went down, uh I did the I did the the breaking news for that one. Um which I don't typically do breaking news, but uh I wanted to in that case because of how much Bray as a performer meant to me. And so um I did it and all these other places on YouTube and on social were breaking these stories about at the same time, like right away. getting because they wanted to be first. Again, it was breaking news. I was writing a breaking news piece about all this information. And I was looking and I checked his dad's socials. I checked his wife and girlfriend. I checked Bo Dallas. I checked all of these things and no one was saying these things. WWE wasn't saying these things. Triple H wasn't saying these things. So I had to go to my editor and I had to be like, I don't feel comfortable saying what everyone else is saying because it's not confirmed.
0: Yeah, it and it's funny. And, and I puts... had again,
2: I had a great team and they agreed with me a hundred percent. They said, Yeah, we're not we're not gonna say something that we can't confirm honestly. If it's true, then it's true and we could talk about it later. But we're not gonna, you know, put a family through that by just putting whatever we think is right because someone said something on another is site.
0: Joe Joe Rabbit 2475. Right. So, you know, like
2: I I get it. it's easy to be like the big ones are the ones that are, are good. But I think the smaller news sites can do good. They just try to be first because that's how they're going to make their money. And so they don't need to be good. They just want fast in a lot of cases. But that's not all of them. And I think folks online need to reward good over fast by sharing the good stuff, sharing the stuff that's been written well and reflects reality. And not sharing the first thing they see on a subject, on their uh, timeline. So
3: <clears throat> I'm gonna go the other way. Oh, okay. I think uh, Jason Kelsey did say something. I, he probably his teammates. Did. Yeah, I he think teammates. Yeah, he probably did. And I think the only reason why he said that he's <laughs> undecisive and whatever, he just want to be talk. He doesn't want to talk. It just got <laughs> his butt whooped. Like the last thing you want to talk about now, what are you going to do now? And the pressure is like, well, I never made that decision. I never said anything and just wants his space. But I do think it he might said be true. That I, think,
2: oh,
0: I mean,
2: <laughs> that yeah, that might be too. true. But the thing with it is if, if it was true, you really, I mean, for something like that, you kind of need a named source.
0: Exactly.
2: And if you don't have well, a named source, then you you're basically just asking for this to happen you're asking for the subject to be like that's not true because now it becomes he said and he's the subject versus nothing you've got nothing to back you up because you don't name your source so i would say that a story like that if you can't if you can't run it with a named source then it's not worth running because you're just going to invite this to happen you know what i mean um, I also, dude. I also think,
3: I also think he's waiting to save it for his podcast. Like his podcast blew up.
2: Well, yeah, and I do think there's probably some rationale to he wants to wait right.
3: to see how the
2: Chiefs do. That, he doesn't well. want this postseason to be about him if his brother is brother. making a deep right. playoff run. So I could see don't a, they a hundred reasons. No, that'll be as well. I think no. I think the Bills could beat them, but uh, this week, right? This weekend. Yes. Oh, yeah. Bills definitely winning this week. I, well, I don't know, but definitely. But I think the Bills have a good shot. Yeah. Oh, come on! They're in Buffalo. What's that? They're mean?
3: winning. They're Same. winning. Some receivers ain't catching no balls.
2: I watched Bailey Zappi throw a, like three touchdowns in in Buffalo. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not at all saying you can't lose in Buffalo. But I do think that the Buffalo Bills will win. Uh, all I'm saying is that if you can't have a named source for something like that, if you can't find a named source, then hold it, you know, we'd all be better in general, all news, but certainly sports news because it's a much bigger problem in sports and entertainment than it is in, you know, traditional news, uh, hold the story. You know what I mean? It's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt you to hold it for a little bit. Um, because the more wrong things pile up on the same group of people, the less people will listen to that group of people, and it, it it drives them to either be better or get out. And I think that that's the way to be.
0: So, I think is I think you make some valid points with that, Ryan. And um, good stuff there. Um, so why don't we now do a brand new segment? It's called "What a Joke," where <laughs> Jose, Ryan, and myself bring up a story, whether it's from now or in the past. That we just think is a joke. And I'll start it off with Jennifer Lopez's This Is Me Now. Which is, I guess, some short film being released by Amazon Prime that is tying to her new album coming out in February, This Is Me Now. And that trailer looked so baffling awful that I really hope it comes out that it is a joke nothing makes sense it's corny it's hilarious mm. maybe i'm taking it a little too seriously but i mean what even is this a mo- I guess a movie about a sex addict in a nuclear post-apocalyptic world with corny lines and intense dancing like what cinematic yeah. experience <laughs> I mean, what what is this? This well, is people just flexing how much money. Did Beyonce have. do so, something like this? Well, there's Lemonade, but that was serious. Yeah. It, it was it was a cinematic story with a lot to say. This is just a parody. But Neil deGrasse Tyson, sorry, Neil de Tyson. <laughs> and, and...
2: <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, the cast is wild. Uh, also, uh, Ben Affleck, who, if this is a true story about. JLo's uh misfortunes and love would be what like a main character right <laughs> uh he's definitely a part of those misfortunes and love i know they're together now but they you know so um yeah i thought it was strange obviously i want to hear it i want to hear it with like together i, I don't want to base it off a trailer whether or not i think it's good or bad but it's weird Uh, i'll give you that doesn't make doesn't make a lot of sense as a trailer so i guess we'll have to see if the actual video like the actual movie ties in everything a little bit more (laughs) neatly for us um but i don't i'm not i'm not confident that it will based on what i saw
3: Jennifer lopez she is a joke she, she, she have last three
0: movies. Have you seen them? She's never no. been in a, with the exception of Selena. She's never been in a good movie. She is a horrendous actor.
3: Oh, That's you so need bad. to stop that! Tell what, me, tell me what ooh,
0: Hot, hot take. Tell yeah, me what? What could she be good in? I heard Hustlers good, but Hustler's Jiggly
3: good uh, enough. No, enough, enough. Where she got abused? And she ran away, and her crazy husband comes after her, finds her, and has beat the crap out of him.
0: That's not like good. Some,
3: well, it was good for its time.
0: No, no, I'm saying like, you know, that's literally not good.
3: <laughs> I think oh, oh, what oh, happened well, is not good. What yeah. happens, I mean, well, she wins it yet, yeah, so at least it had a happy ending.
0: Which, in
2: the trailer go. for this, she acknowledges not all stories have a happy ending. <laughs> oh.
3: Trying to think what
2: else was she good in. It's be I like, her as, I like in. her as a musician, I would say. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. I, I'll I be thought honest. She oh, she you a need had to, to stop I thought she
0: had, Well, you think she's you think I think she's a bad actor, you think she's a good actor, I think she's a great musician, you think she's a bad musician. She sucks as a musician. She, oh, did, think, she had
3: to uh, share the really, Super Bowl, she had to share with Shakira. She couldn't even get her own.
2: I don't think it was sharing. I think it was featuring It's sharing.
3: No, 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 no. It's sharing because they split. She went one song, the other one went on the other. And then they came together at the end. I
2: don't know. I actually like I like Shakira a lot more personally, but I'm not like a huge like this is definitely not my my realm, Jennifer Lopez is not my era of like music or movies, to be honest with you. Uh, so I don't have a ton to say other than I think from the movies I have seen and the music I have heard, she's better at the music to me
0: than the too. movies.
2: But that's again, well, I guess she limited knowledge on both fronts. So, can I'm I just, ask you a question? You know, I gotta watch I- more
0: Jennifer can- Lopez movies. Can I ask
3: you a question? Uh, how many. Jennifer Lopez CDs do you own? I don't own any CDs of any kind. Did you own DVDs? Not really. How many Jennifer Lopez movies you've probably seen and how many Jennifer Lopez albums have you listened to?
2: I have probably this is true, listened to like four Jennifer Lopez songs at most and I've seen probably two or three Jennifer Lopez movies and one of those was Selena. So, there you go. My God. <laughs> so, it, like, I, I admitted outright for the comments yell at me like they did about not mentioning Friday. <laughs> as if I didn't know Cat Williams was in that movie. Uh, but, I just don't. I've not seen a lot of Jennifer Lopez in anything. I know very but little about you, Jennifer Lopez as a performer other than she's very see, famous. Did you see Money Train? Money Train? Yes. No. There's a money She's plane. naked.
3: She's naked in Money Train. You better get in there and watch it at least once. How wow. can you be a movie critic <laughs> <laughs> Money Train?
2: <laughs> I want you to come on the Oscars episode and say that. Oh my god. I want to know how many of the people who are voting for the Oscars have seen Money Train. Because if they haven't, their opinion's invalid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: <laughs> Ryan, tell us what you thought was a joke. What's a joke? Oh, right. What a joke for you. So, what a joke for me. This is both an old and new
2: story. What a joke for me is the Vallejo, California Police Department. Have you guys seen what the new documentary on Netflix called American Nightmare? I just watched it before coming on here today, and I actually wasn't was going to talk about Wasn't no, that not the American Nightmare? American <laughs> Nightmare is different what, thing.
0: Was the Vallejo. Was that where one of the places Zodiac Killer was at?
2: Maybe. This story, though, is not about that. This story is about the, the Gone Girl hoax case um, in which in 2015 there was a case that was basically dismissed by the police department because they believed that the pr- victim of this case was recreating or was like copycatting the movie Gone Girl, which had come out the year before. <laughs> Oh, and my then, God. but then a different police department in the state caught the person who did it and all of the evidence was there all lined up. And it turns out that the police department basically knew all of this, not to mention this other police department was working constantly to try and tell the first police department, the Vallejo Police Department, that we think we have your your perpetrator. We think you're going in the wrong direction with this case. Like, come look at our evidence. And then finally, they had to have the FBI look at the evidence to back them up and say, yeah, I think you're right. Um, again, total joke of police work. Um, they they ruined a person's life. They ruined a couple's life. Truthfully, they ruined these people's lives. Uh, settled out of court in 2018 for 2500000 million. I'm glad this documentary came out. I'm glad these people got paid. But this documentary needs to come out because they never went to court and they should have because everything they did was wrong. They were trying to Trying to revictimize a uh, a woman who had been already victim to a horrible thing, and her husband. They it was horrible stuff, uh, and they did it seemingly for no reason because they they were still prosecuting the case. It's not like
0: they were. It dr- sounds like they were oh. straight up laziness.
2: Yeah, it was. It wasn't even like oh well, if we don't do like if we don't prosecute this case, if we just call it a wash or whatever, then we can move on. They were just prosecuting the wrong people. <laughs> they were prosecuting the victim. And by calling it a hoax, instead of looking for the person who did the crime that the victim alleged. And so it was, again, all horrible stuff. Watch the documentary American Nightmare on Netflix just came out this week. Very good. But that's my joke. The Vallejo Police Department are a joke and they may have gotten out of court in 2018. But I'm glad that this movie has come out to put them back into the court of public opinion so the rest of the world can see how big a joke they are.
0: You know, this also comes off the Uvalde case with them now is getting a knowledge with that massacre. Well, yeah,
2: I don't want I'm massacre. not going to go into all cops. I'm not saying all cops. Yeah. I'm
0: just saying that it's sad that there situations law enforcement. Absolutely. Of them not doing their job. Simple. But as if that. you
2: want and if you want to see a specific situation, American Nightmare on Netflix, great documentary. <laughs> I just watched it. And God, what a joke. Not American
3: Nightmare. On the
2: Peacock. Yes, no, that's a different... <laughs> the American Nightmare on Peacock is going to be Cody Rhodes versus Jinder Mahal at WrestleMania 40. There we go. We have, to, we have to make room for The Rock <laughs> to wrestle Gas for 15 minutes uh, and eat a Samoan Spike and two Spears, get pinned by his cousin, and disappear to make Black Adam 2. There you go.
3: Well, it's, What's not happening? Uh, is it my turn? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, what's the segment called again? <laughs> I say it correctly.
1: What a joke! What a joke! You know what a
3: joke is. Tony Khan is is a what a joke. Right? What he <laughs> do? How the hell he talks crap on air? <laughs> and made a low level nobody a jobber, and made him into a superstar. <laughs> and he. Can't even produce one star on his own show. So instead, <laughs> the dumb, the big dummy that he is, just like, let me blow this dude up. And now he got me waiting patiently on WWE shop for a ginger Mahal shirt. So,
2: <laughs> he a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll say, <laughs> Tony Khan is Booker of the Year. If... We count the fact that he turned Jinder Mahal into a breakout star within the first month of 2024. Um, mm-hmm. What's crazy is, I don't, did you guys watch uh, Hook for Smojo? I Which did was the it. okay, I did too. Um, I didn't. Good match. Uh, I think. I mean, Hook is small and young, and he's he wasn't hurts. ready. That hurts his look. It's very hard to take him seriously as a challenger to Smojo for the world title. But the match was well done and I think they played into how well they didn't they should have played into how small Hook was a little bit more than they did um, but other than that I thought it was really good but here's the thing Hook's gonna go away now like Hook had his match and now he's done it just didn't do anything for Hook it <laughs> this didn't. did more for Jinder Mahal <laughs> than it did for Hook and that's the right. problem with Tony Khan's whole plan is it Made the wrong person famous. You should have been talking about Hook, not gender. Mm-hmm. How did, right. why was gender's name in your mouth? <clears throat> you can still criticize WWE without ever mentioning gender. Easy. You just literally say, in AEW, you have to earn your title shot. That's it. That's the only time you mention WWE. and You don't even mention it by name. You just say, in AEW, you have to earn your title shot. Hook is 21 and 1. Since winning the FTW title, I think, whatever the whatever that record was, mm-hmm. he's put in the work, he's a hot young prospect, and he's gonna show the world that he is ready for Samoa Joe. And then that becomes the story that everyone's talking about. Is Hook ready for Samoa Joe? This young kid is on a hot streak, but he's still young, he's still green. Does he have what it takes? That's your whole story. But by going into and then the other show, you can lose for a year and get a title shot. Now it becomes the tribal AEW, WWE nonsense that we get all the time. And it sent Jinder to the moon. It just literally. I don't know how you fumble that hard. And then everyone being like, oh, wow, fans are so soft for saying this was a dumb tweet like our bad tweet. And what about the Attitude Era? Attitude Era. They were equal. WCW was beating WWE, and then WWE was beating WCW. They were on equal footing. WCW didn't need to build more stars; they had plenty. As the WWE, AEW's got no stars, not like WWE has, and that's just facts. Look at the numbers. Look at the draw. They sell less tickets. They have less viewers. Period. There's nothing. There's no way around that fact. And so I, I like AEW. I like some of the superstars on AEW quite a bit. Hook being one of them by the way. But do you really like him? I do really like Hook. I think oh, again, brother. he's 22 years old, not even. Ah. Like he needs more he needs to do more. And you know Hook needs to you know, generally and I know that he can't right now. He needs to get get a message over to William Regal, who I'm sure he knows from when Regal was on there. And Regal mm. needs to start backstage talking. You know, Taz and Regal need to work something out since they can't tamper because Tony Khan is a, you know, a a child. Um, and when hook is ready, he needs to head over to NXT for a good long while. And I think if he does that, they can package that into something really, really good. But on AEW holding his dad's make believe title, it's just never going to be, he's never going to be at the level he needs to be to ever hold a world title. Um, I shouldn't say never. Things can change. But I think that he's never. I think that they've done a bad job of making him look like a world champion. Part of that, again, just he's too young. But uh, the other part is the way that they've booked him. And I think NXT could really fix that personally.
0: Well, hopefully um, I could be a rich person just to play around. And
2: with your own wrestling own company? company, what would the first thing you would do? You, you have your own wrestling company. And if he's
3: smart, you will sign Ginger Maul.
2: <laughs> I don't know
0: is that your first, first thing is that your first do, signing is I that th- your novel would champion, just, Matt?
3: My, my I
0: would just first thing I do is just book Madison Square Garden just to say I did it with a wrestling show whoever pulls up great
2: Matt in a ring MSG no
0: one's there hey fine by me I like that idea now let's do another new segment what do you think about I'm simply going to ask you guys what you think about this or that Guys, what do you think about Matt Reif?
2: Um, played out would be the first thing that comes to my mind. I think that his 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 window of big fame... I mean, again, saying this, I'm certainly not at the same level as Matt Reif, but I think his big window of fame closed probably quicker than he thought. <laughs> I don't. I always hate when everybody decides to jump to the alt right to try and stay relevant, which he seems to be doing now. But <laughs> I do, I, it's true. Aaron Rodgers is doing it. Matt Reif is doing it. A lot of people <laughs> are doing it. Um, at least partially. Not everyone's doing it to the same degree. But anyway, I think it's played out. I think it's surprising how quickly it played out. I don't know why it's played out. Like, I don't know what he did. And
0: this is reaction um, to the stand up special and making fun of special needs.
2: I, I guess. I don't. I didn't think that that would do that
0: to be honest with, with you. With the link to a special needs helmet.
2: Yeah, I didn't think I mean people the link
0: upset people like that with Twitter Yeah, I thought it tour. was
2: I thought that was a bad joke. Um yeah, certainly when funny. he added the when it's certainly when he added the the helmet link, but like I didn't think that this would torpedo his career and it seems like it might have. Um but even, in, really his think st- that. even in his stand up, like that stand-up he was kind of combative to people. Didn't that I mean ends with the whole like, but I'm only good at crowd work and the mic drop. Right. And like, I was about to say, he's pretty good at crowd
0: work, but he's I very good at crowd work,
2: it. by the way, he's very good, but like he's, that was how he ended the show. Like kind of dismissing the people saying that he's good at crowd work or only good at crowd work. I'm like, he had his chip on his shoulder before that joke got him in some, you know, deep, deep waters. So I don't really know what's going on there, but, uh, yeah, it definitely seems to be having an impact. I don't know if it'll like again, I don't know if it'll ruin his career or whatever. Like I, but it definitely seems to have had an impact. And I do think that he's probably not gonna be as famous as he could have been because of the more recent uh controversies and the way he's handled them.
0: Man, I've never seen a stand up comedian be perceived totally like a rock perceived. star in um in looks. But Jose, respond to Ryan. I, mean, I
3: think you're crazy. I think he has what a, a, a crazy amount of tour dates. He just did a, announced a fifth one in Connecticut and sold that bad boy out a fifty in a row.
2: No, so I don't. I'm not saying again. I don't think he's going to be broke and destitute, but I was thinking truthfully, when I saw I saw Matt Rife when he released his first independent stand up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He Did an entirely independent stand up show. Was very good in my opinion. Um, and I thought after he blew up after that, like, we were going to be looking at, like, movies. We were going to be looking at, like, a lot. I, I was I was thinking Kevin Hart. Oh, dude, damn, you Kevin were Hart. that high. Yes, genuinely, I was thinking, like, Kevin Hart, and I don't think that's the trajectory he's currently on. Maybe I was just wrong, and so my opinion is based on my own faulty you know, ability to view talent, that's possible. But if I was right, and then that means that something shifted and he's no longer on the trajectory, which is why I would say played out would be like my top line description of Matt Reif.
3: I only saw him going to the level was doing stadium shows and that's about it. Like arena shows, I I can't yeah. see him doing like Kevin Hart numbers, like selling out Philadelphia. And
2: I thought he, I really did think he could. I really thought we could be seeing TV shows, movies, Kevin no. the Kevin Hart. I really did. He, <laughs> he's amazing.
3: He's you guys are right. he's amazing in crowd work. So he's really great in low number uh, like well yeah low when he can number building swing. yeah right. I mean his stand up was trash. <laughs> like I, well
2: the first one I thought was good the, indi-
3: oh, the, the indie one Netflix. Time. The one Netflix was trash. If it it didn't, if it doesn't have him talking with the with the crowd, I mean, I think he's trash. But I get why people want to go there. You're going there for that moment, like for after where he's just talking to everybody and just making fun of everybody, and that's what you're really going there for.
2: Mm-hmm. Again, Maybe my expectations were too high after that first special. but the YouTube special, Mm. but I really did. That was truthfully where I thought it was going. So to see where I think it's going now, I think there's a big dip. Oh,
0: yeah. Interesting. What do you guys think about people who are mad at being in long lines at a store? That's what do you think about when people are mad in being in a long line that they chose to be in, whether it is to wait for a restaurant wait at the grocery store, wait at the clothing store, wait at an amusement park. Why are people upset about long lines that they choose to be in? Because yeah, they're dumb. And well, I mean, I can see why it would be... Annoying. Impatient and selfish and annoying.
2: I can see why being in a line would not be your favorite activity of the day. But I guess I don't know what that means. If you're saying, can people? is it bad like, that people get
0: mad? Why don't people... Like, no. I'm going to I'm going to the grocery store mm-hmm. on a Sunday, right? And you uh, and you're upset that the line is long. Like, what do and you? And how think? do they act? And how do they act? They're mad. They're upset. They want to call the police. So it's okay, irritated. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So, so if they're acting like that, want to call the police and verbally irritated? That's yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> to sit in line like an adult. If you're asking me, can people be annoyed
0: that they're in a long line? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. But I, it's, <laughs> but, why, duh. why don't you? And of course, I've been upset. But it's amazing to I me mean, how many people get so frustrated for a, a line that they should expect to be long. We are busy people. We are. We have things to do. You can be irritated, but don't go all Karen mode and start complaining. Because oh, you right, chose yeah. to be in that line. Yeah,
2: if you start yelling at people or saying, like, hurry up, hurry up, like, all that stuff, yeah, that's you just being a jerk. But I'm not going to be, like, the, the physical response of being like, ugh, I have to sit in this line. Like, yeah, you do. And if it ends there and you just sit there and then you pay for your stuff and leave, then you're fine. As long as you don't go crazy on people because of a long line, I I don't think it's bad to be upset. But I, I see what you're saying, like, people who re- respond badly to it. Yeah, that's, that's dumb.
3: The first thing that comes to my mind is they're just cheap as hell. Yeah. It would be like, cheap, definitely. Can, I can pay mine if I didn't want to wait in that line. I know it's a freaking Sunday at a stop and shop or a shopper, and I know every, or like the day before a holiday, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be like, hey, Ryan, you want to do me a favor? He's like, what, Jose? I'm, can you go to the grocery store? Here's 50 bucks. Here's $20. Can you do that for me? I need or, eggs and, or, and have ho- or have some
0: hot, ha- or have some hot, or have some, um, you know, like a. I don't mind thinking my thought. Or you just hire somebody, or you just do like read or Instacart, Instacart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instacart or whatever. You know, I get what oh, you said. Yeah. Time for that. And this is a reaction because I'm at a store, at a bargain store. So you know, things are, uh, you know, there's different people of various classes going to the store, right? Sure. And they're waiting in line at customer service, the week after Christmas for a return, right? Which is going to be massive. Exactly. So, seeing the roll dies, the frustration, as if they didn't expect this to happen. Well, what are you supposed to think? And then there's also another situation this this waiting in line. Okay, person smells like weed. Fine. You know, hm. people smell. What can I say? Stenches happen. But That's then you have this bad, caring. Man.
3: That's not a bad thing, though.
0: No, 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 I'm getting to to it, but I know you're right. It's not a bad okay. thing. So you have this Karen go like, oh, man, why are they letting these people in? And you know what a Karen would be upset about, a stereotypical Karen in this category of Karens being upset and seeing a person who's not the same skin tone as a Karen, if you know what I'm getting at. (laughs) And the person did the hilarious thing. They turned around. They said, we can return things just like you. That she was put in her place. She deserve it.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if someone smells genuinely and you find them smelly, first of all, like the overgeneralization is gross. Second of all, don't say anything because that's not going to change the situation, (laughs) not going to make some not going to make the person in front of you smell less of weed. Um, I'll say this, though. I will push back slightly on the rolled eyes. If someone rolls their eyes in a long line, Whatever. If that's the worst they do, they roll their eyes and then just go on their phone and wait for the line. Let them have that little moment of frustration. I don't see that as a problem. Now, if they tell the person in front of them that they smell and they shouldn't be allowed in
0: the store, that's a problem. Yeah, that's what she was right. implying problem. pretty much. Right.
3: If yeah. someone rolls their eyes at you. Well,
2: uh-huh. I don't think they're rolling it at anyone if they're in a long line. They're along the line. They see you
3: in front of them. And if I'm in front, you in front of me, right? And I roll my eyes it's because you were in front of me. That's why uh, I roll it. I guess let be real. This
0: Carol like was probably racist. Because, well, is this the same person? The rolled eyes is the same
2: person as yeah. the. Well, I mean, they exactly definitely, the definitely racist because exactly. the, she said out loud a racist thing. Yeah. So I mean, not probably exactly. definitely.
0: She said something racist, so we could we could confirm it right now. And why is she also upset? You were going to be in line, like use your head, Karen. I I know generalizations we shouldn't make, but that was as Karen as it got.
3: Right. There you go. Next time. Next time, right? I mean, Matt, you stick that finger right up, and you stick it right in the air.
2: Well,
0: it sounded like the person right defended the air, themselves yes. nicely. So Exactly. And I'm glad they were embarrassed and people looked at them huh. in judgment. This as they should. Mm-hmm. My last one, and then one quick story to finish it off. What do you guys think about when you eat fast food and you just feel so genuinely awful? With the processed ingredients and the meats and like it's crazy. It's hilarious. Listen, I understand p- with fast food, especially if you are on an extremely tight budget. That you know, that's how they get you. You mm-hmm. know, they're charging you. That you are what you eat. So if you eat poorly, you will feel poorly. But this is just so funny. And I feel like these mega fast food corporations—McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King—all of them, don't you think? They have the wherewithal to get better ingredients like they can like can mcdonald's make a burger per se to not make you feel so off and i know the answer to that is well probably they'll just doing what's best for business and get the lowest quality meat they can that's approved by the fda but wouldn't it be nice if a fast food place actually was like you know didn't make you feel so horrible i was at you first
3: there isn't any like like shake shack. Don't think I like a portobello mushroom burger or whatever you can take something healthy.
2: I don't eat fast food like that, like how I used to.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, I don't so, think any of us do because it makes us feel so exactly.
0: Bad. I feel like after twenty-seven it was just like why I'm literally paying for pain for I'll say a this five though. second <clears throat> satisfaction.
2: So I'll say this. My my pushback on this is if they did that, Matt, it wouldn't be fast food. Truthfully, I don't. You said, can they do it better? I think obviously can, you, can, you've can, gone can, can. you've gone to restaurants that do it better. You can get a cheeseburger and fries at almost any restaurant ever, and it doesn't make you feel the way that a McDonald's cheeseburger and fry makes you feel, or a you know Burger King, <laughs> Wendy's, whatever. But they can't do it as fast. And I think everyone knows that. So if they got all the stuff, they would just be a restaurant.
0: McDonald's and no one a restaurant. Will,
2: and no one will go and no one will go to that. So to answer your question, no, I don't think they can do better. I think that their business model requires them to put out the fastest product possible. And so this is what you get. How do you cook a burger faster than anyone else? It's greasy and it makes you feel uh, horrible when you finish eating it. That's just how it has to be. Mm-hmm.
3: Don't American uh, don't uh, Mary, uh don't McDonald's own a restaurant chains? I'm sure they do, but I'm saying American Steakhouse is one of them. Uh, McDonald's yeah, it owns might be, American
0: I'm, Steakhouse. I'd have no idea. Maybe yeah, I don't. I, have did, that I info, think but I,
2: I, that's what I heard. But either way, the McDonald's like flagship. Their their business model requires that fast cheap food.
0: Does, McDonald- does McDonald's own Chipotle? I'm about to see. <laughs> McDonald's does not own Chipotle. <laughs> no, <it doesn't. laughs> well, they became a major investor. They did, yeah. That's ironic. So you're telling me I they know. invested in their own competition? It's not their competition if they're an investor
2: because I mean, they true, get a return I, on their investment. So now it's just does, an investment. Does if McDonald's no, we do well? I, I, think,
3: I think that is true. Because I think of oh, McDonald's, Pizza Hut, Burger King, and taco bell and kfc are all together
2: might they, be, they might be isn't there like yums or something
3: yes that's correct and they only yeah. have pepsi products i think it's Yum. pepsi owns on them
2: mm-hmm. Does yeah
0: America- that, those those are for sure connected i believe
2: America, yes that's why they-
0: those american steakhouse remember that yeah <laughs> um i can't find a without i can't find a quick search of them on american steakhouse but Either way, maybe.
2: they may exactly. own other, they definitely own other stuff. So they might be American Steakhouse. So
0: <laughs> let us do our final story. It's actually a continuation from last week. Jason, Stephen A. Smith versus Jason Whitlock, which seems so long ago at this point,
2: right? <laughs> I know, so much has
0: happened. So we dropped the story literally 20 minutes before it happened. I didn't get the chance to actually see the sound, bites; only I could read it. But when you actually see what Stephen A. said about Jason Whitlock, maybe this doesn't get as much traction because we were already, you know, worn out from Rogers and Kimmel, um, Cat Williams and Shannon Sharp. So much going on with these major stories and major people. And Stephen A. and Jason Whitlock's. it seems like very Stephen A. pretty much buried Jason Whitlock. And Jason Whitlock's <laughs> his first reaction, it was just a book review, bro. It was just a book review, bro. <laughs> but can we just say how we have this sound bite forever and I will swear on this one very is very end so I don't think you'll worry about the flag but he literally says and we have this forever you know talking about how you know roasting him like with some of the most horrible things I've ever seen anyone say from no pallbearers at his wedding worse than a white supremacist hold on to your soul tightly if you're near this guy like he's he's it was Brutal, and then we have mm-hmm. him say, "Yo, remember when you tried to you try well, was something like remember you tried to beg for my forgiveness, you bitch, you fat piece of shit." We have that forever, Stephen A. Saying that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Stephen that was is,
2: Stephen A. Yeah. is ruthless boy. I mean, I think I I don't know. I've already, we talked about this last week. It is interesting that. Some of what Jason Whitlock said is objectively true. Stephen A. does seem to have lied about his college basketball career, right? <laughs> I think we can all agree that he said two different things at two different times about that. But um, I don't know. I'm left to the point where I think Stephen A. had a right to defend himself and to clear the air and speak his mind, as all people do. But, man, you want to talk about overboard. <laughs> <laughs> We found overboard. <laughs> this was like Jason Whitlock is not on Stephen A's level, not even close. I think they'd be like if Stephen A heard this, and started you know, <laughs> making fun of my forehead or something. Like you, bitch. You're right. It's just <laughs> it's it's punching a man that's
0: already way far down compared to you. That's and, what Shana Sharp said. Why are you sharing his audience with him?
2: Yeah, and like that's that's my thing. Is just. There was, it's seemingly like it was an overreaction to such a point that I hate to say it, but Whitlock might have hit a nerve. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Maybe maybe
2: some of what Stephen A said is close. Maybe some of what Whitlock said about Stephen A rather is closer to the truth than people realize. Because Stephen A made it his mission to make Ah. sure that no one listens to Jason Whitlock (laughs) say anything ever again. Um, I mean, we talked about Kimmel and Rogers. What Rogers said about Kimmel is significantly worse than what Whitlock said about Stephen A. And even Kimmel let that thing slide by comparison. Like Kimmel was mad and made it very clear, but it was only one episode, and then everybody moved on. Like Stephen A went on multiple platforms, he went on an entire rant that I like. Way longer than the Rogers or Kimmel uh, segments, so just truthfully, truthfully, that the fact that he got so mad, so mad, has got to mean something, and I'm worried that it means that maybe, you know, Stephen A. is worried about some of what he said being able to be confirmed,
0: you know. Yeah, I, I'm not messing around with that guy anymore. <laughs> not I me, mean, not that I was not anymore. I'm not messing around with that guy because he clearly will um, think it's sad. But yeah, I mean, geez. Jose, what'd you get out of this?
3: That Stephen A. Smith is some super sensitive little baby.
0: interesting. Oh. <laughs> Should we send this? <laughs> get some traction on <laughs> <with> that? <laughs>
3: like come on let's think of, like you wrote a book of course you're gonna get people to trash it and you're gonna have people praise it I mean you gotta yeah. accept
2: it and yeah so, and like of course the people trashing it are looking for clout
0: That duh. Now, and he's accomplished that
2: but he's always been
3: sensitive even when the show first take he didn't like Max Kellerman or how about when things,
0: you know like with T.O. when he struck a nerve with him oh,
3: right same yeah. thing or like Skip Bayless, he wanted to make more money than Skip Bayless. When Skip Bayless left in his new contract with ESPN, like he a little, he be acting like what I really want to say, I'm not going to say, but he acting like a big punk. There we like, go, big punk. Well, that's the PG version. But you got a number one? Is it? Was it ever a number one seller?
0: Uh, it was, yeah.
3: Yeah, like I mean she should be happy you got you've got a bunch of suckers buying your
2: book. Which is Congrats. I agree I agree, Jose, and that's why I wonder if Whitlock might be right about like specifically I mean specifically like maybe Stephen A didn't write that much when he worked in sports journalism, things like you that. What, like I'm just no, trying to think of I, what would make, what would make him go off like
3: this? I think what makes him go off is cause Stephen A. Smith has this standard about him, this super high standard about him. Like right. all this stuff he did is like the most amazing crap. He thinks he's the Michael Jordan writing. And then mm-hmm. someone comes in and kind of knocks him down a little bit. And, and now he's going to, he doesn't know how to react because he never thought he thinks it's blasphemous for someone to talk crap about him. So what he's gonna do? Act like a little punk and be like and try to destroy the poor, poor guy. Stephen A. ready won. Stephen A. got number one best selling book. Stephen A. is number one. Uh, got number one show on ESPN. Stephen makes more money than except for Pat McAfee and ESPN. He's crapping on Jason Woodlock. Jason Woodlock is in, in freaking. For, I think God knows what he's doing over there. Nobody's watching to go see him. <laughs> and and even, even if Jason would like, was to decide, hey, let me make a book. You probably get his mom and maybe a family member to buy the book. And that's it.
0: It's Not something now. else, guys. Now it might work. It All really right. is something else. But regardless, let's wrap this up. Another successful show. Um, like I said, next week double double duty for us. Check mm-hmm. us out with the NFL on Tuesday, on Wednesday. Then we have the. Sorry, we have NFL Wednesday. We have our Royal Rumble preview win on Thursday. And then back with another tweet cap on Friday. So we'll see everybody then and keep on keeping on. Have a great weekend.
2: Bye. This is a very productive conversation.
0: All right. Just as I expected, another stellar show. I appreciate you, Jose and Ryan. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcast platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms or on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. X and Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations and Facebook at Productive Conversations. And yes, if you notice in the middle of the show, this show was sponsored by Magic Mind. We're very happy to be teaming up with them and we are very excited to see what the future brings in this new partnership. So Magic Mind, don't forget, again, don't forget to check out magicmind.com slash J Productive Conversations to get... 56% 56% off your first subscription, and an additional 20% off by using the code PRODUCTIVE20. And you could also check out the link in the episode description below, both on YouTube and our podcasting platforms. Again, check out magicmind.com slash conversations and check out what they have to offer and use promo code PRODUCTIVE20. So we are back, as mentioned, next week. We have a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday show. This Wednesday will be an NFL show as we react to the divisional weekend and preview the Conference Championship Sunday. Oh, man, one of my favorite Sundays of the year, Conference Championship Sunday. And we will discuss what is happening in a very, very anticipated week of football. I think this will be a special weekend. Just watch. Things are about to get crazy in the NFL. So NFL postseason talk will be on Wednesday. Thursday, we preview the 2024 Royal Rumble, and on Friday, we have another tweet cap. So we are very excited for what's about to be in store, and we're excited for what the future brings for the Productive Conversations podcast. I want to thank Ryan Page and Jose Rivera for coming on the show. As always, as we discuss the big stories going on in our world, I want to thank... Doloren aka Alex Jesus, for what he does behind the scenes I want to thank Nico Nocera for what he does behind the scenes as well and I want to thank Magic Mind for sponsoring the show today we are very excited for the future with them and of course last but certainly not least I want to thank you the greatest fans and listeners in the world for supporting us no matter what and being the very best fan base a podcast can ask for big week next week so let us enjoy this weekend if you are in the Northeast. Be careful of the snow. And besides that, there are some good times ahead. I promise. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. And I'll see you very, very soon. All right. Have a great weekend. See you Wednesday. Peace. some.